to see here, kid. You gotta just go for it. Don't think about what comes after or what came before. You just gotta bend your knees, take a deep breath, and jump. Welcome back to the Experiences Key Podcast. It's your two hosts, Robin and Drea. Once again, how are all of you today? And Drea, how are you today? I'm stressed. <laughs> Convenient, because that's our topic for today. Yeah. But how in the world can we be stressed? It's springtime again. Mm-hmm. The day ends at like 730 and mm-hmm. stay up longer. Mm-hmm. I hate it because my allergies are back. But You're yeah. sneezing all over the place lately trying to keep it out of the food honestly yeah the way i'd be sneezing i was worried when you were cooking last night i, was <laughs> like, I really hope he's not sneezing right no now. no I, I got the i got the vampire sneeze on lock it's just it's like it's like a second instinct now hmm. but yeah but you've been feeling stressed but nothing else just stress i mean whenever i feel stress in particular it kind of becomes the only emotion that takes over Mm. which is difficult for me. Like, even if I'm having a relatively good day, um, it just becomes the prevailing negative emotion. So you can read that on my body more often than even if logically, or for the most part, I'm having a all right day. Yeah, I totally get that. And I think as I've been noting before, it's like, there's a lot of great things going on. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, so many good things coming down the pipeline. But you and I have just been, I think this is probably the most stressed we've been in a while. Yeah. Like, these last two weeks have probably been the most stressful it's been in a while. Yeah. So, you know, besides looking up all the news and reading all the news and everything going on, like... The news doesn't stress me out, though. It stresses you out. Well, it stresses me out because of everything with being a when I used when I was a poli sci major and then just like reading the news in general and how much I really work to be wanting to be part of the community and everything else like that. Just like seeing how the world is and even how the US is now, like it both it both makes me stressed but also just really sad mm. and really worried. Mm. So like that's more the prevailing feeling. But, you know, like, I take everything going on, and then I just, like, zoom in onto you and I. And you and I are just, like, the picture. It's like we're either two memes, right? We're either the dog in the middle of a room of fire, and we're just like, this is fine. <laughs> Sip our coffee. This is fine. This, this is me. Or we're just, like, two potatoes on the couch. And we're like, do we want to go out tonight? And go, like, we're already going out tonight. We're going to bed. Absolutely. And it's just like... Wow, so this is what it's come to. But the prevailing feeling in all of that is we're just we're stressed. Yep. And that's really what we're going to pinpoint on today is stress. What are some things that have been stressing us out? And uh, what are we do- doing to, I mean, it doesn't sound like we're overcoming that stress, but, no. you know, like what we're doing to <laughs> at least minimize it some days, you know, because not all days are the same, thankfully. But, like, what are we doing for that? So. Any any opinions on that? I mean, where do you want me to start? <laughs> oh, that that's a that's a great thing. That's a long list. It's a long list. 
I think particularly because I currently work as an entrepreneur, it is much more difficult than I imagined. Mm. Um, but, and also, I don't think I ever really wanted to form my own business. I kind of fell into that. Right. During the pandemic, I had to leave my job um, in New York. I was working as a medical assistant for a doctor, getting him some of my shadowing and all of that before I applied to medical school again. But I didn't do well on my first MCAT. Mm. And because of that, I made the difficult decision to leave, to go and study for my second one. And during that time, I don't, I might have told you this, but the day that I took my second MCAT, the world shut down. Mm. Like, that was the last quote-unquote normal Friday in New York City. It was March 14th, 2020, and then by March 17th, it was, the world was closed. New York was pretty much looking like a ghost town in all the photos. It was, but it was was also really, really scary. My roommates left, um... One got stuck in the Caribbean where he was from, and the other went back to California. So I was living in my apartment, my three-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment by myself. Mm. And I called one of my best friends who you know every almost every day to kind of work out and stuff like that. But I spent m- March, a good part of March, all of April, and all of May by myself. Mm. Um, so it's stemming from, I think, I still haven't quite gotten out of pandemic mode. I ended up having to leave and go back to Houston where my family is from, um, after my lease went up in May, but those decisions after decisions, I get decision fatigue, which right now in my time of my, in this time of my life, it is another thing causing me stress Mm -hmm. um but it was just hard Mm. and so once I lost my job and I went back home I did not have any work Mm. and a friend of mine who's an entrepreneur was like hey like I'll pay you to start doing some of these odd jobs I was going crazy in my house because I now have gone from living in solitude for two months to a house of seven plus people yeah and a dog Mm -hmm. and everybody was sick and because i'm the one studying medicine it kind of falls on me to do the work Um, yeah and answer everybody's questions hmm? answer everybody's questions answer everybody's questions but everybody was also undergoing surgery at the time believe it or not yeah from wisdom teeth surgery to more major surgeries and so whenever they would come home I was a person managing their pain medication and or taking them to follow-up appointments and stuff like that. So I really often tire from making decisions for myself. and But as an entrepreneur, that's all that you do. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever really spoken about that with anyone yet. Mm-hmm. Um, about why it's so hard for me to kind of come up out of a funk or when you catch me on a zoom meeting it's like hey Drea, how was your day and i'm like zoned 
mm-hmm. because I'm constantly having to take care of other people that now when it comes to myself, I want to just drop everything. Mm. Hey, let me zoom in for a second on when it came to you making your decisions and having essentially a lot of the stress pulled on your, like put up on your shoulders because like my viewpoint on stress at least from like what I was able to write down was like you know you have you you have a decision in mind but then you consciously think like wait what if this is a bad idea mm-hmm. so then you come up with another idea and then that idea has something bad in it so you're jumping back and forth between the do the two ideas and that's the stress of like deciding what's the right one but and i think for you this is really interesting especially with entrepreneurship because i feel like that has been more prevalent mm. in this day and age i would say even especially since like youtube and tiktok and like you could now there's a difference between when you're being an influencer than when you're being an entrepreneur but both still have you being your own boss yep and having to make your own decisions and carrying your own workload and i guess this is another thing going into stress and now being an entrepreneur for people who are listening like what what misconception did you see like when you started going and like essentially into business for yourself but because of the circumstances like you just had to like did you have any misconceptions when you made that decision to just work yourself on like for this i don't think i had any misconceptions i think i just did not have a conception Mm. which is the difference my parents are not or at the time my mom is stepping out into her own form of entrepreneurship now but at the time they did not have any sense of what life outside of what i call a w-2 tax worker looked like um which meant that all that they knew was you go and sit down and get an office job, work an X amount of money to be able to pay your student loans and move on with your life. Mm -hmm. But I also knew I didn't necessarily want that because I need things that stimulate my brain. Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure if I'm ADHD, um, but I have trouble focusing on things that I find boring. That's just... I am the exact same way. <laughs> that is just... That's the, why the 9 to 5s get boring really fast. It's just a lot. It's a lot. But I did not know what the tax implications were. I did not know what... How working as a 1099 contractor would be different than working as a W-2. And so it's all very... It's a very new world. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I find myself fumbling... And I have to be okay with failing um, and messing up and not knowing things as an entrepreneur, which is extremely hard for me, mm-hmm. which also contributes to my stress. So <laughs> so what have you feel like has been like a payoff from especially your journey now as being an entrepreneur? And does that outweigh the stress compared to like, working a nine to five or with a W2. And again, this is in the mindset of like you had to because of your circumstances, Mm -hmm. but you know, like if you were given the opportunity and uh, COVID wasn't, you know, just kicking everybody in the ass, like, would you go back and do it again? I don't know. (laughs) 
I don't know. That is the most honest I feel like I've ever heard anyone answer that question. Because some <laughs> people are like, yes and no. And it's just like, well, you're like, mm, maybe. If I were presented with different circumstances, I would have been in New York still. Mm-hmm. If COVID never happened, I would have gone right back to my med assistant job and stayed in New York and paid that for that apartment. And I would have never gotten here. So the payoff has been more than the ability to even um, work for myself and set my own hours. I like that part Mm -hmm. a lot. Um, Whether or not I benefit from that structure, I think, is a different, is more complicated because I'm somebody that also likes to be told what to do. So if I'm the person that's telling myself what to do, I'm less... Excuse me, wait, wait, wait. You just said you're the person that likes to be told... What to do, in madam? A work, in a work setting. In okay, work setting. I was like, specify. Because I could give you a directional <laughs> awareness of where to go, and you come at me. Don't tell me what to do. I'm like, it was a suggestion. But also, don't tell me what to do. Um, I was like, I was just suggesting something. I'm like, no, you were telling me what to do. And it just, you just come up in here like I'm, I like being told what to do in a work setting. I'm like, I'm bossy, yes, but it, I'm working on it. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. But on the flip side, I am somebody that likes rules Mm. in a professional and an academic setting. If you give me a frame of work or guidelines to go by and deadlines, I'm going to sit down and do the thing because I know that someone else is counting on me. Mm -hmm. But I don't have that intrinsic, um, excuse me, that intrinsic, like, well, Drea needs this done for herself. Yeah. And because Drea needs this, then it's important and it needs to get done on a certain time. For me, I'm much more like, oh, well, if it doesn't get done now, it's not a big deal. So trying to balance those two sides of me is a little difficult, too. Yeah. But to answer your question, um, I, I think I'm a creature of habit. Mm-hmm. So if I just had the opportunity to go back and be in New York then I would have been fine. Mm-hmm. I kind of take what's handed to me and I run with it. So now that I'm having to make, I think that's part of the reason I'm also coming up against some stress. I'm much less passive in this version of my life. Mm-hmm. We're not just handed something and I'm saying, okay, I'm going to run with it. I have to make an active decision to be present for myself as an entrepreneur, present for myself as a future medical student, present for myself as your future spouse, like, and it's a lot of responsibility and active responsibility that I have not quite gotten the hang of yet. Mm. Okay, last question I want to ask you on this, but now with things sort of like dying down and of course the job market is all in flux, Mm -hmm. do you ever consider like stopping being an entrepreneur for now and going back and doing a nine to five like and again mind you just before you need to go to medical school because it doesn't matter what you're doing medical school is going to take over all your time but let's say like you had like an extra six months to a year before you go to medical school like would you consider doing like a nine to five or a w-2 job again or no i think i would if i needed to um but the danger there is than overworking myself and not having capacity to do the the work. 
See, isn't that interesting how, like, your stress expands depending on, like, what you're thinking of in life, too? Say Be- more about that. Because, like, when you... So when you think about, like, the time that you have, even for yourself, right? Because my mindset, when it came to work and what kind of work I'm doing, I'm like, it's time for myself. And then also, like, eventually I'm going to be a parent. Mm -hmm. And I need to have time for my family. And part of my stress developing now is the fact of, like, oh, I have to take care of a lot of, but not a lot of other people, but I have to take care of other people genuinely. And what is that going to look like? Is this, is this job going to give me enough time, enough money, enough of my own space? Like, isn't it interesting how just like you, you thought like one thing that was going to stress you out. And then like you, as you get older and other, and other responsibilities come, there's like, now it's multiplied by five other stresses that come into your head. Yep. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not. I called my mother this morning and I actually, she picked up the phone and said hello. And I said, I would just like to let you know that adulting is expensive and I no longer want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and she laughed at me because she's like, I've been carrying this for a long time. Dude, uh, parents are so smug. And I can't wait to reach that point because it's like, I feel like also my mom and dad are like, now you know what we did. And I'm sort of sitting here just like, but I don't though, because this is just adulting for myself. And I'm sitting here just like, yep, I'm going to be a dad with a wife and kids. And then I'm going to know what you feel like, because I'm probably going to be just crying. But to be honest, Robin, it still would be different because I was thinking about it when my mom said that. And I, in my head, I said to myself, but we still live in vastly different worlds. Mm-hmm. The expensive that they knew, while it was expensive for them at the time, and I'm sure they underwent a similar stress, it is so different to live in an economy in your young adult years. So, Especially this economy in a free fall. I mean, but a U.S. economy as compared to a Caribbean economy. like I, mm-hmm. I'm still trying to find the measure and the balance of being a young adult in the United States of America, which surprise, surprise also adds stress. <laughs> and this is like, oh, so this stress just always got me? Mm. Does, does it always just have me in the court? You know, like that fight back meme? Yes. When you're just like, it's that group of guys just like beating down on one person. And it's just like, fight back, fight back. And that, that's really just stress kicking my ass. I'm just like, I can't do anything. It's just like, it's got me at every corner. And I don't know what to do about it aside from intentionally choose joy. Mm-hmm. And consciously choose joy. But how do I go about doing that when I have real grown people problems? You know, I remember trying to do that once with, like, my own career change mm. when, like, you know, here, here's the other thing I'm going to say, too. I'm so sorry I'm saying like so much. Like, in our last episode, we were talking about love is blind and how I want to, like, rip everybody's throats out because every person <laughs> is saying like every two seconds. And then you're doing it. And I'm doing it, too, and I apologize. But <laughs> You know something else you, you say a lot, which I find really cute, but it's what? like a tagline for you. What? Just in daily life. And everything else like that. (laughs) (laughs) I do. It's so bad. Yep. Oh, my God. 
But again, back, so back to my career change and how that was me trying to intentionally choose joy because with teaching, um, my school was one of the few, which at the, at the time I was very grateful for because a lot of schools were shut down for mm-hmm. at least a year mm-hmm. with the pandemic. So essentially, essentially teachers got like a one year vacation, but it was a one year unpaid vacation. Uh-huh. Except so for is me. that really vacation? Exactly. Except for me. Um, my school thankfully enough, was able to remain open and we did a lot of online learning. Now, mm-hmm. was I able to get paid? Yes. I was stressed out of my mind with trying to figure out how to do online teaching for kids who are way more technically in tune than I am and mm. just, like, abusing the system wholeheartedly. Oh, definitely. And You bu- never feel old, like, when you come up on some elementary school child that was born with an iPad in their right? hands. Right, I felt so aged, and I'm like, dude, we're only, like, maybe a decade apart, <laughs> give or take, and I was put in my place. Mm-hmm. And then, at the end of it all, when we finally went back to the classroom, I was like, ah, oh, finally back in the classroom, I'm gonna feel great, it's gonna be awesome, like, I just get to be out of the house again, and it sucked even more. Wow. Because it was just, like, the the kids just didn't want to be there. I don't even think I got enough time to really transition back into what it was like to have a school life again with the kids. Mm-hmm. And then just like the workload was incredibly horrible. Parents had the craziest expectations with just like their kids being back, and they were just like, "Oh, yep, we missed we missed one whole year of school, uh, one whole year of school," and people were already projecting like, "Yeah, that one year gone set your kids two years back hmm. in grade level," and. Man, did I feel that. Now, that is not a knock, especially on, like, the kids and parents and families. That The circumstances were just horrible. There's yeah. nothing we could have done. But I just, I wish there was more support in that because then my, like, mental stress was, like, all right, how am I going to get all these kids back up to the level they need to be? Yeah. And you really had to take it day by day. And then, like, in my third year, I was just... Because now this is like my third year of teaching and just making the conscious choice to be like, you know what? I really want a career change. Yeah. I really need to get out of the educational system. And I am just, I am burnt out mentally. I just can't do it right now. And I remember, I didn't get a lot of negative backlash for it, but I did get a lot of people asking me just like, why and what's going on that I would want to do that? Because I got the, oh, but doesn't teaching pay you well? And why do you want to give that up? And then also, like, it's really, you know, it's a really great job, you know, to stable. get... Stable. Hmm? It's stable. What's stable? Teaching. Uh, stable's a question mark on that. That's why I didn't say stable. <laughs> it's not true. Um, stable in the sense that it's a job that's always going to be there. That is true. Like, teachers are always going to be needed. But I still think people really will have yet to value what mm-hmm. a teacher really brings to the classroom still. I, I agree. And, and, like, even for me, because the other thing people were saying is, it's like, oh, and, like, but you're a young teacher of color. You know, you're Latino-American, and you speak another language, and you get along with the kids so well because you're so young. And I looked at all that, and I was like, it's true. I love being with the kids. I love being able to talk video games and cartoons and all that stuff with them and just, like, make the work fun. But... Even then, like, I'm not feeling joy right now. And especially, like, I'm not feeling valued to that high level yet. Mm-hmm. So I think I really just need to try a new path. Because right now, like, 
I definitely do not want to show up for these kids any less than 110%. Because if they get anything less than that, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing them the service I need to. Mm. And that's not fair. But it was really stressful in my mind because I'm like, I'm letting the kids down. Am I letting myself down? Am I just not giving it enough time? Mm-hmm. Like, what if I do stay another year and it just turns out to be much better? Like, I, like I, there are so many questions running through my head. Do you think the stress was the only reason that you left ultimately, though? No, it, it just wasn't. It wasn't just the stress. It was like, I think I really saw how the environment and education as a whole, mm-hmm. how I always thought was like very competitive. It was like, now I really see how competitive it is. Mm-hmm. Because even the way I was talking to my kids sometimes where it was just like, you really need to focus up and get good grades because you know where you're going to go if you don't get all these good grades and you don't go to college? Mm. Down the negative pipeline. You're not going to get anywhere. It's, I, let me not say that. I didn't say you weren't going to get anywhere. I said like it was going to be a really big uphill battle. Like... You're, now you're gonna have to do three or four times the work, like you really need to focus now, or it's not gonna have a, it's not gonna be a skill you have in the future. And I started really noticing how much more negative I was speaking mm-hmm. over time, even though I know that's not me. Yeah. And I wanted my kids to. The biggest thing I wanted them to understand was like, you have so many different career paths, and like I know this is hard now, but once you have the baseline of it, you can do whatever you want with it. Even if you choose not to go to college, because I definitely was not the one saying college is the end all be all. College takes your money. College. College is robbery (laughs) with a great point average attached to it. Let's talk about it, because that is also, I feel like being a young adult in America these days just, again, just causes stress. And as somebody with two degrees now about to pursue a third. And I'm going for my second. Maybe four. We'll see. Um, Sometimes I do feel like college was a scam. Now, the learning that I did in college came from way more than my classroom. Yes. And I do believe that people should, if not go to college, get out of their spaces of comfort Mm-hmm. to get some education, whether that be social education or um, just cultural education from a different space in time. Mm-hmm. I, I believe everyone should live outside of their hometown at least once. Oh, so true. But I had to be extremely strategic about what I was going to study in college in order to get to where I wanted to go. And even now... As I'm thinking about medical school, well, not thinking I've committed to a medical school, um, I'm realizing that my path might still not be traditional. I still might not be your traditional doctor in a hospital Mm -hmm. with a private practice. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's okay. But I'm realizing for me, especially when it comes to decision fatigue and entrepreneurship, I get stressed out. From choosing the path less traveled. Yep. But if that's where God calls me to be, then I have to learn how to be comfortable with being the pioneer and the person who goes first. Yeah. But to be real, too, like, in college, like, for after you sent in all the applications and you saw just, like, everything that was there, it just, like, 
and everybody say it with me now on the count of three for like what was the second question you asked as soon as you got into your college is like one two three financial aid Ugh. like Ugh. money is such a crazy thing for me when it comes to university and like even higher education now this is coming from me and like i am such a big proponent of getting an education and i think i think like i am just a loudspeaker of like go to school and get your education it will so be worth it but if there's another thing i say like when it comes to your undergrad versus your masters mm-hmm. right like when you're in your undergrad like really pick a school and like you said like pick a school that's really not too close to home where you know you're going to experience your own thing and then also that you still get all the general electives and things that you want to do even with your um even with your major because uh like a lot of schools now for some reason are like cars like schools are like the value based on the name that they have like porsche ferrari and like those cars are so expensive because of the brand name just I was like so confused as to where you were going with that metaphor for a second, but keep going. Yeah, yeah. Just like, like, and think about it like you, like you went to Harvard, right? So do you see how people look at you <laughs> when you? They and didn't you, know I went to Harvard until just now, Robin. But you, Harvard Medical, but like that does not make it any better. But you see the difference there. <laughs> but you see how you feel like that slight tinge of stress that you feel when you're like, hey, I went to Harvard. Why feel stressed about that? Most people would look at you and just be like, Harvard. Uh, Harvard. Because it, That's such a big school. That's such problem. a big name. Here's a problem. Here's a problem. Here's a problem. Mm-hmm. When you throw out a big name like that, and I went to Harvard Medical School to get my master's, not my MD. Um, we're not going to say where I'm going to go to medical school just for my... Sanity. You know, my sanity and my personal safety, because y'all will be trying to find where I'm at. <laughs> um... But when it comes to big name schools like that, especially for a person of color, mm-hmm. you start to have to field the perception that maybe you didn't deserve to go there. You have there's a whole bunch of other stuff mm. and perceptive things that you might have to deal with that I just don't feel like dealing with. Yeah. Um which then puts me on the defensive a lot. I'm finding that I'm not as open with sharing my story anymore with people mm-hmm. about where I went to because I don't want to be put up on a pedestal and I don't want to be discounted from the rest of the group. I want to be seen as normal. Um, but maybe, again, that it goes right back to my stress of following a different path mm-hmm. because if everyone is going on this one path, why can't I also go on this one path and feel included? Right. For me to now be on a different path and therefore separated from the herd mm-hmm. and called apart, as we call it in, or set apart, as we call it in the Bible, it is just so isolating. Right. And when I'm stressed out, I also do not want to be isolated. Mm-hmm. But that's another thing that I'm just working with and dealing with right now right and i guess we're even turning back to what i was saying because i kind of left it on its own one yeah like, sorry I'm you were on the porsche and ferrari no 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 not not that story because that that is also that was just an example of like 
the name of a place gives us so much more value than what it brings now. And I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of places really take advantage of that. Oh, they absolutely and do. Not not to say like a lot of schools or anything are just like put like lacking in what they give in education or anything else. Like some do, some don't. But it's just it's so fascinating to me how like just the name of something now upped its value almost a hundred percent. But to me, and especially like when I made my decision to stop working in a school and try to go to a different career path, it wasn't just the fact of like, oh, I'm leaving school behind and like I'm leaving the kids behind and like all those nerves and that stress. It was just because like I don't feel joy anymore. And as you said, like your pay, like you, your your main thing is choosing joy. So and oh sorry, go ahead. I do have a question for you on that because I think it's a question that I'm asking myself though. Mm-hmm. Does our joy and stress truly on the opposite sides of the spectrum? What do you mean? So when I'm stressed out and I guess this is a better question. When I'm stressed out and I'm and the joy is now being sucked out of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Is does that mean it's time for me to leave or does that mean it's time for me to press in to the thing into the direction that I'm going and maybe find new strategies to man- to manage my stress? Mm. That really depends on the person. And I think even for myself one thing that I really came to realize was I probably wasn't as passionate about education as I thought I was. Mm. And because of that, I f- tend to realize when I'm passionate about something, then I can usually put up with the stress and like put my all into it and just like come up with solutions. Right. And for education, it was really, it was a really tough pill to swallow because there were so many things I enjoyed about it, but I, I also had to be like, I'm not passionate about this anymore. And it's not fair to me. Do you think you, there was a time that you were passionate about it? Very much so. Interesting. Very much so. And I think it was another pitfall of mine that I'm like, I really put almost too much at the forefront of being a teacher when I started. Mm-hmm. Where I was just like, I was always at school super early. I stayed super late. I always like was taking every single moment to just be with the kids and just help them out and do everything else like that. But that really led to burnout really fast. Yeah. And, um, when it came to finally realizing, Oh, I need to really step away. That was even after the fact, like I still made an effort to do something different because in between when I was teaching, I did go to a different school. Yeah. I I was at a charter school and then I went to a public school. Yeah. And that was my attempt to be like, Maybe it is just my environment right now. And I really mm. want to see if having a different environment, like being in a public school, will make me feel better and give it another chance. And I was doing perfectly fine in the public school. All the kids liked me. Teachers liked me. The families liked me. It was great. And yet I still, at the end of every week, was contemplating, do I still want to be here? Or should I go do something different? Mm. And that, to me, was my sign that I am not as passionate about teaching as when I started. Do you have a fear of now that you've made your career change that that's going to happen again? Oh, yes. Mm. But I, th- I think that's also me coming to a realization about my personality that, 
And as we've discussed before, I'm just a very adventurous person and I'm an explorative person. I have a lot of anxiety and it does stress me out because going through all the changes also means like relearning a lot of new things. Yeah. And I don't like to make a lot of mistakes. But I do also understand that I have that fear of that constant change because I'm also just afraid like anything I do will eventually bore me once I've done it long enough. But the reality of the situation for me is also just I love so much experiencing a new thing. I love meeting new people. I love being able to just dive right into something I've never been into before and not become an expert, but just like go all in and learn as much as I can. And then after all of it, really see and and be honest with myself and be like, is this something that I want to continue and I feel like it's a passion that's going to last me for a long, long time? Mm-hmm. Or was this a wonderful learning experience and I'm going to take this for my next journey into my next thing? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've come to terms with that. And I think it's also just helped me better think about what I want as a real career path moving forward. But it took a lot to really get there. And there, there's still a lot I have to go through to even really solidify what I want at the end. I mean, I'm sure. And I think as for both of us, that's going to continue to cause stress Mm -hmm. as we try to figure out who we are and who we should be and who we're becoming as we move through this life. But how do we manage that? And we've been talking a whole lot about stress and what stresses us out and what is stressing us out right now Mm -hmm. in daily life. But, um, Let's talk about how we manage that and how we move forward in the little bit of time that we have left. I think the biggest thing is just having a wonderful support network, right? Mm-hmm. And that sounds so cheesy, but Andrea has definitely become one of my greatest support networks because I think I also find it rare when you actually are with someone and meet someone who is literally on the same rocking ship as you are. <laughs> like... <laughs> I think you and I are just like, oh, there's another pothole in the ship over there. Like, I already got it. And go like, what about how, the other one? How are there potholes so, in ships? That's not how that works. Sorry. What, what is it called? Not a pothole. Um, there's just a hole in the ship. Oh, a sink? Okay, got it. Got yeah, it, got it. I see hole, what you mean now. There's just a hole in the ship. There's <laughs> a giant, and water's coming in. And yeah. just like, oh, we're sinking, we're sinking. It's it's okay. I already patched the ship. It go like, there's another hole over there. I go like, I got, we got that one too. And it's like, it's nice having another person to really just like vent it all out to because you're yeah. going to, you're going to get it. Yeah. You understand it. And then you're also just going to be like, so what are we going to do about it? Yeah. I'm like, what, like, what are we going to do moving forward? And I'm like, oh, that's very refreshing. Cause then. Is it, I feel like sometimes I can be very intense about the fixing part of it too, without allowing people to make their own mistakes. And I feel the same no but do you also remember like yesterday you and your cousin were watching the show it's shrinking right yeah and do you remember how the main character went to his best friend and just like i don't need a person that tells me it's okay all the time or Mm -hmm. everything's gonna be happy all the time you just gotta let me live in in the crap yeah just like let me live in that moment and it's just like with you like you i have someone and i hope i do the same but i have someone that both lets me live in the crap but will also get me out of it when it's getting too deep Mm. And it's, it's a nice balance. I mean, I certainly feel that way about you. I remark to my friends a lot that I have not been with a person 
who gets me to this extent and pays attention to me even more than I pay attention to myself, which is, mm, it's a thing. It's a thing with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so busy doing work a lot of the time that I... Oh, my God. Drea will literally... I will come home. And I'm like, Drea, what'd you eat today? And I'm like... Protein a ba- bar. A banana. Protein bar. Had a glass of milk. And I'm like, when'd you eat that? Protein. Six hours ago? Seven, maybe? And I'm like, so we got to get you food. She's like, I'm not hungry. I mean, I still have this email to write and the spreadsheet to finish and, like, all this other budgeting to do. And go like, okay, so while you do that, I'm going to go cook. And it's like... Wait, no, why don't you sit with me and chat a bit? Like, because you need to eat. <laughs> so uncle makes some food. <laughs> so it's nice to have somebody that, I mean, you do take care of me. I probably should make a big, a better effort to take care of myself. But as I said at the beginning of this episode, we didn't even say what episode it was or anything. We just launched right in. But y'all know us by now. This is the stress episode, so... Evidently, we just needed to vent today. Um, but I think, but I think also, and I got to highlight, like you have been doing things to take care of yourself. You're on week two, going on week three now of your walks slash runs in the morning. Straight runs. And um, I, I literally think that's been great. You've been starting that recently. I feel like it's been helping you a lot more. And like, how's that feeling with like now putting in some effort to take care of yourself? So yeah, I mean, aside from you being around and calling people when I have breakdowns. Oh, goodness, I had a whole breakdown last week and had to take the day off, and you just carried me mm-hmm. to work with you, which mm-hmm. was really lovely. But I think running helps me clear my mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. So getting back into that has been nice. Um, I do like fitness. I'm not in the best shape of my life right now, but... She's getting there, y'all. She's looking great. I appreciate you saying that, sweetheart. Um, Yeah, I want to get back into lifting. I want to get back into kind of pushing myself physically so that my brain has less time to think about the problems. Mm -hmm. Um, That certainly helps with my stress. So definitely besides you as my support network and my family, um, physical movement during the day certainly helps. Mm-hmm. What about you? Working out's been great. I've been trying to work out five days a week. I'm trying to make all of uh, Drea's friends just be sweating over me, I guess. Or just, like, Why? make everyone worry. Why? Because they, they, like, I just got to show everybody what's up here. I go, like, that's right. I am her man. I look fantastic. <laughs> and just strut my stuff down the street. And it's gonna be. I wish everyone could have it's just gonna seen, be a great laugh. Could see what you just did as a strut because you looked like a sim. Yeah, <laughs> that's why my sim looks exactly like me in the game. That's true. That's <laughs> eerily creepy, but yeah. But genuinely, like, another cool thing is like I find like I've gotten a new, um, I got more friends to just play online games with, which has been really fun. Mm-hmm. Like I just randomly will hit up some friends and go like, "Hey, you guys want to play Mario Kart?" Or I have some friends and I play Valorant with them, and like. It's been so fun to just turn my brain off for, like, an hour and just, like, randomly talk random things with my friends online and just play games and then just decompress after and then go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So that's been really great. I am really trying to 
and I say this every year, but like really try to try to get back into reading and get lost in a book again. Oh gosh, I have not had time to read, but yes. yes. That's always been a wonderful stress reliever. Cause I'm also just like, books have problems and solutions, not my life. <laughs> so it's nice to read a story that actually does have a problem and then comes and to then a watch solution. It resolve itself. I'm yeah. like, oh, that was nice. Yeah. I, I wish that, that were me. I hear you on that for real, for sure, for sure. Oh, and just move. We still have to watch the Super Mario movie. I'm so excited to see that movie. We haven't had time to go to the movie theater, but you any know, anything speaking of that, you know, the minute you said we have to go see a movie, my brain went to money. So I know, and then my mind went to. Peaches, 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 You're peaches, silly. peaches, You're peaches, peaches, peaches. <laughs> absolutely silly. Um, but that just goes to show that even though we're dealing with stress right now and we're obviously not perfect, we're still trying. We're still here. I'm proud of us. This is the first time we've gotten this in. Nope, nope, nope. I think there was a holiday or something that we were away mm-hmm. that we skipped a week too. Yeah. Where were we? I don't remember. There was uh, New Year's and then No, th- in yeah. the in the sequence that we just started. Like why did San Francisco? Nope. Is this is this on cadence this time? Hmm? Did we drop our last episode two weeks ago? Yeah we did. Oh. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say that this is our first time yeah, in our it. Yeah. I think the last one, oh my God, I can't remember if it was a holiday or something, but something came up that we couldn't do it. That's what I was saying. So this is the first time we're actually doing a two weeks cadence, a bi-weekly, like we said we were going to do and mm-hmm. trying to keep up with our episodes. So, But even with these, I'm like, this started not stressful at first. It was, it was so exciting and it still is just being able to come, you know, use our use the space here at Grub Street and have the podcast space to be able to, like, do what we do now. But these have always just been almost, like, they have have been very fun. Yeah. And this has become another, like, decompressor. Yeah. Where it's just, like, I'm not stressed. I'm never stressed when we do these. I'm just, like, man, there's, just, there's not enough time in the day to talk, which is crazy. <laughs> and I'm just, like, do the people probably get annoyed hearing our voices sometimes? Maybe. But to me, I'm like, it's just so fun to be able to like talk and I can't wait to build more just like the interactions and when the audience really, really grows. But like, it's just been so fun having a, just another space to just talk and, and enjoy like each other's company and like everyone else's company when they're listening. I mean, really surely cool. I am glad that even if this audience stays two people, that we have a time capsule for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we said this at the beginning when we first started, when we first launched this podcast, that it was just important for us to record the kinds of conversations that we have and remind ourselves that we're on the same team. Yeah. That no matter what the stress is, that it'll be you and I together. Yeah. And with that, stress is still here. Stress does not go away. But there are ways to overcome it. And... There are ways that, like, on the other side, it there is a bright future ahead. Mm-hmm. And we can't wait to talk more about this and other things as we move ahead. But thank you all for listening. This has been Robin. And I'm Drea. And we will talk to all of you again very soon. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.
might think, what if I fall? Well, what if you don't? What if you fly?